I don't know. I feel like a mucus monster, so you might yeah. have to edit my nose sounds out. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm also getting sick. I'm not so. sick. I'm just mucus. I'm, I, I am mucus. You are, the, you are the mucus. I am mucus. The mucus coming. Coming? coming. Mucus coming? <laughs> mucus, mucus coming, coming. mucus. <laughs> the, the coming mucus storm. <laughs> I am no longer getting sick. I am becoming mucus storm. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. Um, <laughs> I have developed into a snotling. <laughs> it's not goblin. So welcome to Creature Crunch. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. Hoity-toity-toity-toity. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is the, of course, the podcast where we we take a holiday movie um, and we we crunch it down and seal it in a box with a four leaf clover on top, just sprinkled on top. And My then name we have a stroke. <laughs> yeah, and then we have a stroke. My name is Matt, and I am a shoe made out of an ear. And uh, today we are covering um, today it being St. Patrick's Day and all. Yeah, uh, the greenest and drunkest of holidays. Um, <laughs> Tentatively. Um, <laughs> you know where we live. Every day is the drunkest day. <laughs> Every day is the drunkest holiday. Um, <laughs> where bars are only... Uh, the number of bars in town are only rivaled by the number of churches. Um, <laughs> but we are, of course, covering the, uh, the... The movie that is perhaps synonymous with uh, St. Patrick's Day horror, as common as that theme is. Uh, the Leprechaun movie. Yeah, the, the Leprechaun... It's just Leprechaun, Matt. The Leprechaun movie is something completely different. We are covering Leprechaun. There you go, Leprechaun, yes. Which, I mean, St. Patrick's Day was never a huge holiday for me when growing up. I mean, no, it was just gosh, a, no. you wear green and then you get your, uh, your. if you don't wear green, you get your personal space bubble violated. Yeah. Um, People learn not to do that with me. I bite. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that whole tradition has kind of gone away. There's, I don't yeah, know. To, for I, the most part. Yeah, because. Especially you know, now in COVID times. It, not only in COVID times, but it's like. You don't really want to have a holiday that's around like, hey, we're going to pinch kids all day. Yeah. So it's, it's instead we just get or people just get drunk. I don't because I can't drink because my liver is a toxic wasteland. Right, but other people do, and I don't because alcohol all tastes the same to me. <laughs> also, I medication yeah. anyway. Um, but uh, but we're here to talk about Leprechaun, not the the Leprechaun Day. No. Um, let's just jump right into this, Chris. Yeah, um, let's let's do this. Thing. I think this uh, was this was a lot. It was this this movie. Uh, it's not my type of movie. I have to be, again, I have to be in the right mindset. Uh-huh. And I think I was able to, to force myself into the mindset enough to stomach through the movie. But And I can easily see why it's it's the cult classic that it is. Right. When the movie is good and there are some fun parts in it, it's really fun. But it drags its heels so much. Yeah. Well, there, there's a reason for that that I'll get into in my synopsis. But... Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's again, one of those movies that if you are going to enjoy this movie, you already know that you are going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, like, it's not going to surprise you. Yeah. It, it's a question of if, is your favorite uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nightmare on Elm Street or Nightmare on Elm Street 3? Yeah. So pretty much like, like it's not one of those where 
you're going to sit down and say, like, I'm going to get a genuine and terrifying yeah. horror experience out of the Leprechaun movie. You're not going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get that. You know that you're not going to get there, that. There are a couple places where Warwick Davis is, like, weirdly intimidating, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, he's a clown. Exactly. Yeah. So... He's having a ball. Like, he is he's, he's thoroughly having, enjoying himself. He's having but. a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's, that's this movie. Um... Spoilers, if that is a, something that you're concerned <laughs> about, I, if you if that is you, then God help you. But, um, yeah, we're going to jump into this. So, um, Leprechaun, Leprechaun was written and directed by Mark Jones in his directing debut. Okay. Um, up until this point, he'd mostly written for various TV shows, mostly the A-Team. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was inspired by a combination of Lucky Charm Serial and the movie Critters to make this film. That makes sense. I and guess. He, yep. And he he he'd always wanted to direct a film, and he decided that a low budget film would probably be his best bet because you know yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and that's like that's it. Like he's just like I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this spooky movie. Um, and and I guess I'll, I'll throw that in here at this point. Um, he legitimately wanted to make a horror movie. Right. He wanted to make a straight horror movie and most of the movie was shot like that yeah yeah um it was warwick davis really who came in and was just like no we should do this a lot more goofy we need to put in a lot more shtick into this okay and um and of course jones agreed and they ended up having to go back and do a re- lot of reshoots for okay. it and editing it so that's kind of why it seems to drag its heels a and lot it's like so weirdly paced in a lot of places because and... it's it's almost like two movies stitched together okay but um, we we start up and the movie immediately throws you into what it's going to be about. There's there's no build up for this. There's no mystery or or suspense build up. It's no. just there's the monster. There's there's our leprechaun. He's he's speaking in rhyme. Um, he says. <laughs> try as they will, and try as they might. Who steals me gold? Won't live through the night. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Like you get that. He's he's like funneling a little thing of gold and you get full you get full leprechaun right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> full full frontal leprechaun. Um, and then of course, as you mentioned, he is played by the legendary Warwick Davis, who is, uh, if you didn't know, is credited as being the highest grossing supporting actor of all time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew that. So um, He's a really cool guy. Yep, and uh, and like I said, it was his insight that led to the movie to have a more comedic tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, Warwick Davis really regretted making the film, but later decided that it's actually one of his favorite movies. Well, he, he's really leaned into the role. It's why he, he keeps coming back for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he had a blast with it. Um, I think he's played the Leprechaun in each sequel, and there's a lot of sequels by this point. Seven sequels. There's yeah. eight total movies. So. Yeah, that's a long run for a movie like this. Yep. Uh, we start up after that with a drunken man pulling up into a limo into his farmhouse. Uh, this is Dan O'Grady, a farmer who, I guess, went to Ireland to spread his mother's ashes or like something. He, he was picking up, he was picking, He went. I think he went for her funeral, and like he was going to bring her ashes home, and then didn't. I don't know, he, he explains to his wife... That evidently, while he was there, he caught a leprechaun, because yeah. of course he did, yeah. and he made it show him where the gold was, and he, he he basically smuggled the gold in the urn and sent it back, 
And he's now in Cloud Nine because they're going to be rich. Yeah. So he immediately decides to go hide the gold. That's what you do with gold. You hide, you hide it. it. Yeah, yeah. You gotta hide it under a mattress or yeah. something. Yep. Um, he's played by Shay Duffin, who's best known for writing and acting the title role in a one-man play called Brendan Behan, Confessions of an Irish Rebel. Okay. Sure. He thing. also had a minor role in James Cameron's Titanic. Okay. <laughs> sure. So like I said, he, he goes and hides the gold, and while he's gone, uh, his wife is basically finds the leprechaun, leprechaun and falls down some stairs. Yeah. So. I, I don't know how much the leprechaun's actually involved in that particular death. That seems like she just got startled and fell down some stairs. That is exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, the leprechaun then uses her voice because the leprechaun can mimic voices. Yeah. Which there's, there's a lot of, like, I, I'm not going to pretend to be like a leprechaun expert or anything like that. I'm not a leprologist. But I think a leprologist is something different. Whatever. Like, <laughs> the leprechaun has a lot more quirks, I guess you'd say, than I'm used to. Like that particular type of creature having. Like he's got a lot of powers. Not not just powers, but a lot of weird stuff about <laughs> him. Like the whole thing with the shoes, and then well, yeah. No, this it takes some liberties. I think I I, I guess I don't I, know for sure either. Yeah, I didn't do my research into leprechauns, admittedly. Yeah, um, it's just very strange. He mimics his, the wife's voice, um, and uh, Dan th- ends up threatening the leprechaun with a four leaf clover. <laughs> like he has the gun and a four leaf clover, and the four leaf clover is the more threatening thing that he's holding. Yeah, <laughs> I, he shoots at the leprechaun a couple times, but. Mm-hmm. But Leprechaun is all about that four-leaf clover and not keep, and keeping it away yeah. from him. Like, the Leprechaun takes a lot of shots in this movie. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he just gets blasted. Um, they, they end up going downstairs, and the Leprechaun mimic, uh, mocks... The Leprechaun mocks Dan with using his wife's body again, uh-huh. using her voice. Um, and then kind of runs off, and Dan just gets up and, like, just kind of... Picks him up. Yeah. Just scoops him in his arms. Just, just manhandles Warwick <laughs> Davis into a crate. Yeah. Pop, pop, pops him into the, a very conveniently placed open crate. Yeah. It's the leprechaun box. <laughs> he then places the clover on the crate and nails it shut. And the, the leprechaun mocks him the entire time. But doesn't do a whole lot else. Yeah. And then he drenches the crate in gasoline and... Carries his wife upstairs, and like the leprechaun promises that he'll go away if Dan just gives the gold back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get our first one-liner of the movie: "Burn in hell, you little green bastard!" And uh, Dan has a stroke instead yep. of lighting the match. Yeah, he just just has a stroke, which. I'm not entirely sure if it was supposed to be the leprechauns, like, magic doing, or if it was just a weird coincidence. Well, he keeps mentioning that, like, oh, you're not as young as you used to be, and stuff like that. And I do think it's just, like, stress-related stroke. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, the leprechaun probably urged that on just by being a little shit. Yeah. But I don't think he necessarily caused it. (laughs) I don't know. I have theories of my own uh, that I had to develop in order to make our crunch work, so... Okay. Um... Then we have a time skip about ten years. Yeah, yeah. And a song about a four-leaf clover plays. God, this song sucks. I say I need a four-leaf clover. One that's strong and won't blow away. Won't you give me my four-leaf clover? 
This song like, is miserable. Yeah, it's like a country western song. Yeah. Um, and near as I could tell, it's an original song written by Andrew Karestis. Yeah, sure. Karestis. I don't how know. How many the, more the, takes of that do you want to do? <laughs> these are all staying in, buddy. Okay. Um, but I can't verify this, but I, I looked high and low to find the, this, the source of this song, and and I never could. Okay. Um, and it plays once again later on in the film. Does during, it? Uh, yeah, during the diner scene. It's the... Oh, it's, I didn't it's even... It's the, the, on the radio. I didn't twig to that. But yeah, we, we cut to the scene where a man named JD is driving his daughter named Tori to a random farm for summer for uh-huh. reasons that are unclear. I, I don't understand why they're coming out to... And it's specifically said to be New Mexico, right? No. no. She says it's New Mexico. He clarifies that it's North Dakota because those two are very similar, obviously. How did... First of all, it's not New Mexico. It's North Dakota. Like it matters. All I care about is not LA. Uh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <my> God. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? <laughs> JD is the one. You know, he's he's bringing his daughter out. I I guess the the implication is they bought the house. It's never made clear. Yeah. I don't know why he's taking his daughter to this random. This, this dump in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of New North North Dakota. Uh, <laughs> in North North New Mexico. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, De Mexico. Re- regardless, this house is the one from the beginning of the film. It's, right. It's, it's the O'Grady... The O'Grady estate. house thing. Yep. Um, now, let's get this out of the way as well. Uh, we need to talk about the acting choices. Um, yeah. So... I suppose yes, we must. Yes. That is, in fact... John Sanderford is J.D. Redding, and yes, it was only a footnote in his career that IMDb ever forever links him to as one of his biggest roles, but he also played in both Firestarter and Ryan's Hope, and would go on to appear in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen in 2009. Well, good. Uh, but good he him, also played in a short called Yeti Vengeance, and I think that's great. Yeti Vengeance? This is the synopsis of Yeti Vengeance. Oh, no. Casey Reynolds is just looking for that one audition that might get her back on Hollywood's A-list, but she finds herself trapped in the world of Yeti Vengeance, another no-budget film produced by her fast-talking but lovable husband, Artie. But on Yeti Vengeance, Artie commits the gravest of cinematic offenses via a deceptive bit of second-unit photography. So Casey quits, leaving the production without her climactic death scene. Now, Artie is scrambling for a way to finish the picture as he juggles keeping the crew motivated and pleading with Casey to return to the set for her final scene. A movie within a movie, Yeti Vengeance is a romantic horror comedy and genre-blending send-up and homage to the good old days of drive-in schlock. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't hear a lot about Yetis or their vengeance in that movie. <laughs> or the movie within the movie, I guess. Matt, that sounds like shit. That sounds like bad shit. That sounds like a big dump. So anyway, now that we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> so as we as we were talking about, uh, Tori just wants to go back to L.A. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, the acting in this is bad. <laughs> um, yeah. After they get to the to the house and she complains more to really establish that she doesn't want to be here, uh, she ends up pulling up her 90s cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's always amusing looking at it's 90s cell so phones. It's so big. 
kids, oh my god, you don't know how you have it. <laughs> like, I got to I got to put on a, my old fan, old man pants. Yeah, right she now. keeps calling it a portable. It's hilarious because <laughs> that thing is the least portable phone I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's trying to book a hotel when she bumps into some random hunk and has to hang up. I guess. Um, she tries to give this guy her money because she made him spill some paint thinner. And she this, gives him like 40 bucks for it. Yeah, she well, she gives him 20 bucks and he's just like, what, really? And then so yeah. she's like, oh, not enough. So she gives him another 20. Yeah. Because she is so out of touch. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Uh, and this tall slab of man is portrayed by Ken Alant, who's who's mostly just had guest appearances in a ton of TV shows, but starred in the early 90s series Super Force. I've never heard of that. Neither did I. So this guy... Uh, mocks her quite a bit uh, and she has to school him he, she has to school this dude bro on gender roles in the 90s <laughs> yeah it's the 90s like you gotta <laughs> cool that stuff off yeah. um, even though she is afraid of the spider in yeah. the house the himbo convinces her to stay by being hot and condescending yeah that because that's works that works yeah. mm -hmm. um, then we're introduced to the cringe gallery in the form of Ozzy an autistic man and Alex a ratty brat kid yep um, Ozzy is played by Mark Holton, who's best known as an anta as antagonist Francis Buxton in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh. And a character in Teen Wolf named Chubby. An illustrious career. <laughs> and he's going to be our not Chris Farley for this evening. He is. Um, Alex is played by Robert High Gorman, whose name on the Leprechaun Wikipedia page redirects to a page for the sitcom The Home Court. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got on him. <laughs> he has disappeared into the mythos of time. These two and Nathan, who uh, Nathan is the hunk man, yeah. uh, are apparently working together as painters. It three, took me three guys who paint. Uh, yep, three guys who paint. It took me about halfway through the movie to realize that because, like, up until this, it's like, who the hell are these people and why yeah, are they yeah. hanging around this house? Well, I kind of figured they were like handymen to like help fix the place up because, I mean. It's a big old dumple when they get there. Yeah. And then they're like, no, we're painters. And okay, because, you know, Ozzy's wearing some, uh, the overalls. overalls that are covered with paint. Their truck has paint all over it and stuff like that. And they're carrying cans of paint. And Hunky is carrying the, the, the paint thinner. Paint thinner. Yeah. Right, right. And then, like, the only thing that gets painted is, like, maybe two feet of wall and, like, a couple strokes on one of the windows. That's about it. Yeah. That's and about it. That's all they paint. And, like, I know shit starts going down at this, but, like, they're there for a little bit before that happens, but that's all they've done. I just want to know, like, I want to be introduced to the business model that this place, that this these three employ, because their employees are an autistic man, a 12-year-old, and a <laughs> and a hunk. Like, You're going to have to talk to the 12-year-old about that, because apparently he's the business genius behind this. He's the one who handles their insurance. He knows how to fix the truck. <laughs> Oh, we got notes on the truck later. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, th this kid is the, is the genius, is the brains behind the operation. Yeah, and, and the, the movie really wants us to understand that he acts older than he is because he asks for a beer at some point. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tori's bringing some tea down to Nathan in the basement because that's where he is, apparently. Yeah. I don't know why he would be down there, but that's where he is. Or at least He's that's just... where she thinks he is. Yeah. And he ends up dropping a tarp on her because he didn't see her there. And she ends up spilling the tea on the crate that the that the leprechaun is in, and we find the leprechaun wake up in the crate. He's been in there the whole ten years. Yeah, and the only thing that was holding him in there was a few nails and a and a four leaf clover. Just a four leaf clover, mostly just a four leaf clover. Just yeah, kind yeah. Of, just 
the nails really do seem kind of superfluous at that point. Yeah. Yeah, the four-leaf clover just kind of, like, loosely draped on top, and that was it. Yeah. Um, Not even secured. Like, I would have at least taped it to the box or something. <laughs> right. Laminated the damn thing. Yeah, but there no, you go. It's just, it's just laying up there. Um, and then, for whatever reason, Nathan and Dory decided that they want to open the crate. It's unclear as to why. I think Nathan even taunts Tori about, like, being afraid. Mm-hmm. I don't know... I don't know what... <laughs> <laughs> what it, they're expecting to be in this crate. Yeah, it's kind of funny because already by this point, every time these characters were on scene and Warwick Davis wasn't, I was checking out. Yep. <laughs> like, I was I was not present for the majority of this movie, I hate to say. <laughs> they don't get the, the crate opened, though, because they are distracted by Ozzy screaming upstairs. Yeah. And they go up to find him just covered in blue paint. Yeah. Wah, wah. And he's yelling at the kid because the kid was supposed to hold the ladder, but the kid is on top of the ladder and Ozzy's on the ground, so I don't know how this situation happened. <laughs> Something to, yeah, Something it, bad happened here. So they, they send Ozzy inside, and he uh, he's distracted by the sound of the leprechaun singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in a little kid's voice. Yeah, it's he did the same thing to Mrs. O'Grady when he was trapped in a suitcase, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> um... And then Ozzy, Ozzy goes downstairs, and one of the we get another great line read. One of the many great line reads of this movie of him just. just... Wow, buttony junk. And Ozzy is duped into investigating the crate, and he accidentally knocks the four-leaf clover off of it, and this frees the leprechaun who busts out of it like the Kool-Aid Man. Yep, uh, and then eats a rubber cricket. Yeah, just. Because he's so hungry, he hasn't eaten in ten years. Yep, um, and he at this point we get we find out that he's a, in addition to being a leprechaun, he is a shoe gobbler. Yeah, he says he's a shoemaker and and threatens to bite off Ozzy's ear and make a boot out of it. Right. Um, he's very bitey. He's he's very very bitey. Like I, I, he, he's, uh, okay. Like when he's. First talking to O'Grady at the start of the movie, he says he sold his soul for the gold. Like, so are all leprechauns like this? Or is this just one evil <laughs> leprechaun who sold his soul to the devil? Well, was he, was, yeah, yeah, that that, that does raise a good, good yeah. question. It's, it, does that, is that what makes a leprechaun? Is it just a, a short person who sold his soul? Or just anyone who sells their, like, is that what uh, happens okay, when you sell uh, yeah, your soul yeah. to the devil? Do you become a leprechaun? Do you become a leprechaun? Okay. Yeah. I guess that's a possibility. Like that, I don't know that. Or, but, but then again, that may be also why this is an evil leprechaun. Because he, he's a leprechaun he just, who sold his soul. Yeah, leprechauns are just real, and this one also sold his soul. Yeah, so because does the devil's also real. Because the devil is also real. Yes. Um, but like, so does that mean that all leprechauns don't have gold, and they only get their gold when they sell their soul? Maybe. Maybe yes. Maybe maybe le- maybe the the gold myth with leprechauns is the the harsh stereotype that we need to stop perpetuating. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's only the evil ones who sold their soul to get the gold. Or maybe leprechauns are just like they want gold. They don't necessarily always have gold, but they have to find a way of getting gold. And this one just discovered that he could sell his soul to get the gold. Okay, but but he, we we are in agreement that he is an evil leprechaun. No question. Yeah, okay. Because no he does several murders that are not related to the gold. That's true. He just murders people for funsies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then he also does no, he, he does a lot of not murdering in relation to the gold either. Yeah, yeah. He's just an asshole, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to have to watch the rest of these movies to try and figure out the leprechaun lore about what's going on with this particular leprechaun who sold his soul to the devil. Agreed. 
So back uh, back to this, um, Ozzy. I don't remember how Ozzy gets away from the leprechaun, but he got, he does. Um, he starts like shining Ozzy's shoes because that's his thing. He, he has to shine, fucking yeah. shine shoes, and then like he Ozzy starts screaming like leprechaun in the basement, leprechaun in the basement, and the others come down. And because Warwick Davis doesn't have all of his le- his magic yet, he hides. That's right. Yeah, he's he's weakened. Yeah, I guess he he says he does not have his magic yet because yeah. he's he's been four leaf clovered for too long. But he does have magic. I've seen him use mage hand. Yeah, yeah. He he, ha- he does have some magic, mm-hmm. just not all of it. Yeah. He did sell his soul to the devil. That gives you some advantages. Yes. But it's also implied later in the film that his magic is directly tied to the gold. Right. Because he doesn't get his power back until he gets the gold. Right. We don't see what that power entails afterwards, but. He has more power then right. than he does so now. He, he's fueled by selling his soul to the devil and his devil gold. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, no, no. The no. selling no, the selling his soul to the devil gave him the gold. Right. And the gold is magic. Okay. And the gold gives him the magic, but it's been wearing off because he's been without yeah. the gold for 10 years. And four-leaf clover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And four-leaf clover. Apparently, yeah, four-leaf clovers are the well, it, anti it's like whenever whenever you make a, a bargain with the fae, like there's always some sort of loophole that you can... Like get, like get through the, the argument, or they can get you, or something. Yeah, and it's like this one. Oh, he, when he was talking with the devil, the devil's like, "Okay, I'll give you all this gold, and while you have your gold, you have magic. But if a four leaf clover touches you, you're gonna get gremlin." Do you do you think the devil was like, like, yes, you can have all of this gold for the for the price of your soul, and and it'll make you very very powerful, and. Whatever, fuck with clovers, and then uh, and then it I was could like, be, like, I mean, it is the devil. Yeah, like, like it was, it was that fine print. <laughs> right, right, right. And Leprechaun did not read the fine print on yeah, that. Yeah, because one. he's like, and then afterwards, he was just like, oh no, four leaf clovers are so like symbolically tied of to what Leprechauns, I am, yes. and and yeah, I have oh, massively <laughs> fucked up on this day. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's such an asshole. Yeah, he's just really mad about this bad bargain he made because he sold his soul and got this four leaf clover curse. For a hundred gold pieces, which is not a lot. It's if not you a think lot. About I mean, it. they they do say later that one of those gold pieces is worth like five hundred dollars. Right. So yeah, that's worth a lot of American money. But when this leprechaun sold his soul, he didn't know that America was going to be a thing. Right. Right. And I mean, back then, like, I mean, that was kind of the currency. I think he says he's six hundred years old. I mean, that's not a huge. That's not a huge amount of time. It's long in the, enough in, in the grand scheme of things. Well, yeah, I but I mean, I don't. I, are we going off a geological <laughs> time for this fucking leprechaun? But I don't. <laughs> but I don't think even six hundred years ago, a bag of one hundred gold pieces would be worth a soul. I then, don't, then again, it is magic gold. It's magic gold. So he's got as long as he's got the gold, he's got the magic. Like <laughs> this is a deeper movie than we anticipated. <laughs> But uh, Ozzy explains to the uh, to the rest of them that that it was a leprechaun and come out of the box and uh, he had these long, real scary fingers and uh, oh, oh he, he wouldn't act like Lucky Charms or anything and then he had a bug a leprechaun yeah um, which is not the first nor the last uh, Lucky Charms reference we will be getting no gosh um, no everybody heads down into the basement to search for the leprechaun who's you know not there not there because um, yeah. Ozzy is describing him and knows that like he's he's talking about the leprechaun's teeth what's real I, I mean he had the buckles on his shoes and he had them real horrible teeth and they were all rotten and everything and and uh, oh I, I know he never does brush them yeah, and the, like one thing the movie really obsesses over is the leprechaun's gold buckles on his shoes. 
Like, that comes up a lot. Yeah. And, like, every time the leprechaun needs to prove himself that he is a leprechaun, he's like, oh, look at the buckles on me shoes. And it's like, <laughs> is that a, and once again, is that a thing? Like, I, I don't know if that's leprechaun mythology or not. I like, don't know. IMDB says that there was a goof on his hat where the buckle on his hat uh, has the middle, like, prong showing the entire time, which is not how buckles look like. Oh, So yeah. it's obviously fake. I don't, Well, whatever. I mean, it's also, like, really glittery and sparkly. Like, then again, first see him, so it looks yeah. like a party city hat that you get for a St. <laughs> Paddy's Day party. Then again, um, the IMDb uh, goofs page is incredibly nitpicky, so I'm not going to. It gonna usually get... is, and but, like the IMDb goofs page is either like very nitpicky or completely made up. <laughs> like it's, it's basically it's Wikipedia. It's that's true. That is true. It's just very entertaining. Um, so they all head back outside. And a rainbow appears over the house. Yeah. Just... And Ozzy is like, oh, it's so magical. And everybody else is Apparently, like, immediately forgetting his leprechaun encounter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's got greed on the brain because he immediately is like, it's the leprechaun's rainbow. And leprechauns have magic at the end of the... Or, like, have uh, gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, but the leprechaun literally just threatened to kill him if he didn't give him his gold back. (laughs) I... You know. No, I don't. I was more distracted by the fact that everybody else is like, it's a rainbow, so what? And I'm like, guys, there's not even a cloud in the sky. What the fuck? Very clear sky rainbow, yeah. Um, Alex and Ozzy head off to investigate the end of the rainbow, and it ends at an old abandoned truck, and then it disappears. Yeah, and I guess this is O'Grady's truck, because the gold is here. This truck has not been sitting there for ten years. This truck has been sitting there for a hundred years. It is... (laughs) freaking it is just pile of rust there's no doors there's no yeah. wheels there's no hood like it is like then how did the gold get there i don't well, i assumed that it was because of grady hid it there okay even though imdb says that's a goof because uh grady wouldn't have had time to hide it there i don't know how they got that but that's what imdb says um but uh, I just want to note that Alex is a fucking idiot because he says he wants to hotwire the truck. Yeah. It's like, dude. It doesn't even have wheels at <laughs> this point. I would be surprised if it has an engine. Yeah. Um, but Ozzy ends up finding a gold coin in the front seat and Alex finds the rest in a, in a little bag. Uh-huh. A leather bag that just kind of magically appears there. And Ozzy wants to see if the gold is real, so he does the thing that he saw in a movie once and bites it. And then he swallows it. Uh, wah, wah. Because he's a big goofer. Nice going, Jaws. Alex decides that... Because Jaws is a shark who ate a lot of gold, as you know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that Jaws ate gold. The one thing that shark is known for. (laughs) Eating gold. gold. (laughs) Um, Alex decides that he wants to take a coin down to town to determine if it's real or not, because the the bite test clearly failed. And uh, (laughs) he decides to hide the rest near a well. Because, again, gold you gotta hide. You gotta hide gold. It's like, otherwise the government comes. Yep. And it takes 75% of your gold. Yeah, at least. Um, More if you're in uh, in Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex also wants to get Ozzy in operation to fix his brain. Oh my god. And, ouch. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Like, Oof. It's, it's one of those things oh. where it's obviously Alex being mean because he's a little shithead. And, but Ozzy, like, takes him seriously, well, he's, almost. The movie tries to play it up like he's being genuine. Like, yeah. you're, you're supposed to be like, oh, Alex cares about Ozzy. Yeah, but, but it's like... No, he's being a little shithead. No, that is... That's oh a my mean God. thing I mean, to say. I know this was the 90s, and that even that was a different time, but oh my 
God. Yeah. Like, later in the film, when uh, when it's revealed that that's what Alex wants to do, uh, Tori is just, like, kind of pulls him aside and like, Alex, you, you can't fix Ozzy's brain. And for a half moment, I actually got, like, stupidly hopeful. I'm like, is she seriously going to have, like, a there's nothing wrong with Ozzy's brain conversation? Right, right. I'm like, whoa, that would have been cool as hell. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't get that. But, no. I mean, I'll take it, though. It's close enough. <laughs> there's nothing. Well, you, yeah, you but can't... then Alex is like, yeah, but Ozzy doesn't know that. Oh, and yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, what are you, what are you, why are you fucking with this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it, it, the whole thing, like, Ozzy as a character is just so problematic. He really is. Like, but, um, we not even with the benefit of hindsight, like you said. Uh, it's like, it's, you knew. You yeah, knew. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it cuts back to, uh, to Nathan teaching Tori how to paint the house. Kind of. Um, they and paint the same area of house again. Yep. Yeah, and the leprechaun is hiding under the truck, and, uh, as Nathan kind of goes away, uh, Tori goes over to the truck, and the leprechaun begins stroking her leg, and yeah, she immediately let thinks me it's... Let a feel. Yeah, and, and she immediately thinks it's Nathan for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But Nathan is behind her! Whoa! And so when she realizes that it's not Nathan, she screams, and the leprechaun just scratches the shit out yeah, of her Yeah, this leg. is the... Like, she startles the leprechaun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's an angry cat or something. Um, and Nathan is just bewildered that when, when she's like, I thought it was Nathan, he's like... You would let me touch your leg? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, dude. Stay focused here. Well, he um, takes some goddamn liberties later on with her. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I just I just had to know that this movie was getting weird in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah. Um, but uh, JD, Nathan, and Tori all suddenly start hearing a cat stuck in, a, like, a log or something. Yeah, yeah. And so the dad goes in to retrieve the cat, but is bited the hell out of. By a leprechaun. Yep, by by leprechaun. And, and he is out of the movie. <laughs> yep, he's gone. That was it. So long, JD. They could not afford the rest of this man's paycheck. <laughs> well, he had busy things to go do, like <laughs> Yeti Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they end up, they decided they need to take him to the hospital really quick. Because, I mean, let's be fair, it is a nasty bite. It's a nasty wound. And, like, especially with a wild animal, you want, you'd want to make sure he, you know, doesn't have rabies or right? distemper or something like that. But the truck doesn't start. Yeah. So they send Alex to go and fix it, because Alex is the mechanic. Like I said, without Alex, this com- this like organization would not function. Yep. These three guys would be but, completely screwed. But his method of fixing it is to open up the open up the hood, uh-huh. and he see, you see this like mess of like tubing, uh-huh. and he just wiggles it a bit. And that's it! Yeah. Truck fixed. <laughs> oh, he knew. He knew. Yep. And then, uh, so they, they drive off, and the leprechaun goes into the barn and drives out on a small tricycle that he just procured. And he is so thrilled to have that tricycle. He's pretty happy. Um, it takes them all day, apparently, the rest of the day to get to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, it's, it's night when they get there. Uh, so well, he had while... to drive all the way to New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex and Ozzy head to a coin collector's to verify the gold while Tori and Nathan take JD into the hospital. And is it exactly a coin collector's place? Because he's got a lot of bullshit there. It says on the window, it, coin okay. collector. Okay, because, I mean, he's got a lot of bullshit there. I thought it was just like a general pawn shop. I didn't see a whole lot of coins. Yeah. But the window sign says coin collector. Okay. So, um, the collector wants to study the coin overnight. Mm-hmm. And he says, like you said, that it might be worth like $500 if it's made of pure gold. Uh, but from a historical standpoint, it might be priceless. Right. I get that, you know? Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. I don't recognize the engravings on this. Like, this might be worth a fortune, which absolutely I get. And he's like, yeah, I want to study it overnight. Okay, you know what? This all seems legit. Um, so 
the Ozzy and Alex leave, and, and the collector begins studying the coin, and then he hears the tricycle bell. And he loosely investigates, and then he moves eventually to put the coin in his safe when he doesn't discover anything. Mm-hmm. And while he's, like, opening up the safe, a tricycle just kind of randomly rolls out and bumps into him. And he, like, gets up, puts the tricycle up, and he looks around a little bit, and then he pulls a Skyrim, and he's like, must have been the wind. Yeah, and then he yeah. goes back to the safe. Somebody put a fucking basket on my head. Now I can't see. <laughs> um, but he opens it up, and there's the leprechaun. He's inside the safe. Yeah. He's got Which, it. if he could get inside the safe, why didn't he just take the gold and leave? Like, why? I don't know. Why is he having such a problem getting the gold back? <laughs> he could teleport inside of Ozzy's stomach and take that coin. Well, he doesn't know... See, that's the other thing is, like, I always thought maybe the yeah, Leprechaun had, like, a connection to the like gold. Like a gold he, sense? Yeah, but he yeah. doesn't, because he's, no. like, off, he's not on the right track at any point in this movie. No. Other than this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he apparently can misty step inside the uh, the safe. Um, he bites the collector's knee, calls him a bad shop owner. Yeah. Bad shop owner. Bad shop owner. <laughs> uh, and then grabs a pogo stick and just... Hops over in slow motion. In very slow motion. Mm-hmm. Like, they undercrank the hell out of that leprechaun. And then he kills the guy by uh, by pogo sticking on yeah. him. Okay, this was really funny because uh, I watched this on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Because as of time of recording, it is available on Tubi for one more day. Yep. Um, and when you watch movies on Tubi, they have ads, right? Yeah. So would you like to guess what ad I got right after this? Oh, God. What did you get? I got an ad for Bounce Detergent. <laughs> That's too perfect. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he kills the guy with, with the pogo stick, because the pogo stick is, like, very voyeur pointy. Mm-hmm. Um, shines his shoes, kind of. Kind Just kind of rubs at him. Yeah. There's That's blood. all he does when he shines them is, like, he takes a rag and, like, wipes them twice. It's like, job well done. Yep. Good going. Left. You can see the blood on him, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, and then he upgrades himself to a little, like, toy car. Right. That he drives around him. He stole it from Gizmo. And then uh, we cut to the diner scene with the music playing. Um, stuff is talked about. There's a lot of, like, cameos here. Apparently, Warwick Davis and his wife are in this scene. Oh, I didn't even see him. Yeah, but okay. uh, I didn't double check. I just yeah. read that. Um, like, I was. This was another scene where it's just like, I am not paying attention. They're mm-hmm. talking about how apparently Jennifer Aniston is bad because she doesn't eat meat but wears shoes. And yeah. But they, uh, they decided, apparently, that they need to keep the dad overnight for observation for this bite wound. Right. Which, I mean, it is a severe bite wound. It's pretty severe. But I don't I think that's... Whatever. I, um, it, they had to get him out of the movie somehow. Yeah. Um, we cut to a cop speed trap. The cop is eating donuts. Yeah. And then the, the leprechaun comes, sh- like, scooting by in his little car. Yeah. Speeding, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and the cop ends up pulling him over. And it's a school zone, man. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he gives the line, like, aren't we a little young to be out this late? And the and Leprechaun's like, no, I'm 600 years old. And then, fuck it, then you can say fuck, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, lep- the Leprechaun ends up grabbing the cop's face in a very, like, bloody yeah, manner. Yeah, just like, yeah, just, like, Lep says a cab. Yeah. And uh, steals the go- cop's gun and just kind of tosses it away. He doesn't uh-huh. need no guns. No, he... It, yeah, that's the one thing he does not do is he doesn't use a firearm. Nope. Um, the cop gets away, I guess, and runs through the woods with the leprechaun in hot pursuit. Which I do think means that this is like one of the first 
holiday movies we've watched where the monster doesn't pick up a gun and shoot somebody other than like Shape of Water. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I, I would not have guessed that for this. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Nudity and guns. That's what we got on our holiday episodes, man. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the leprechaun chases the cop through the woods, taunts him quite a bit, does a lot of, like, fancy footwork and minor illusion bullshit. And, like, keeps popping out from behind trees. And yeah. Then, yeah. The cop loses his damn mind and throws his baton at yeah. nothing. And then, um... If the rest of this movie was just the leprechaun fucking with cops, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> uh, the leprechaun runs off, and then the, the cop is, like, just exhausted at this point. He collapses near a tree. Yeah. Leprechaun drops down on his shoulders. And, and just snaps his goddamn neck. Yep. Breaks leprechaun up. is stronger than he looks, he's, apparently. He's kind of beefy. But, like, this is what I was talking well, about, be, where... To be fair, in most movie universes, uh, human neck is made of, like, porcelain and It's glass. very true. It's very true. <laughs> so... But, like, this is what I was talking about. We're like, what are the rules for the leprechaun here? Because this cop has nothing to do with the gold situation. Nope. At all. And he gets murdered. And, like, he gets taunted and, like, cat and mouse, and then just has his neck fucking ripped off. I think this leprechaun like, is a little bit more savvy to uh, <laughs> to current world events than yeah, we thought. Yeah, like I said, le <laughs> leprechaun says ACAB. Yep. <laughs> um, so, whatever. Um... <laughs> And then uh, the leprechaun ends up sneaking back to the old house to look for his gold. Uh, and he finds a box of not Lucky Charms and yeah, eats like, them. like knockoff yeah. brand Lucky Charms. And he, he doesn't like them. So well, I, they've been there for like 10 years. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that and um, from, what I under, from what I was reading, uh, apparently General Mills actually gave them permission to use Lucky Charms oh, in the really? movie. Oh, really? And uh, it was like a big... Thing they they'd asked for it. They're like, hey, uh -huh. we want, we're making this movie. We want. And General Mills is like, yeah, go for it. And then after they saw the movie, they were like, no, 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 no. We right. We gotta, we're backpedaling. They quick thought it was going to be more kid friendly it's than probably. And uh, so this scene had to be reshot because they couldn't use the actual uh -huh. Lucky Charms box, well, box and logo yeah, yeah. and stuff. So they did that. That is also why at the end of the movie, we the kid the says, "Fuck Lucky Charms," or, yeah, or "Fuck, fuck you, you, Lucky Charms." Yeah. Um, okay. So, anyway. Yeah, this but, all tracks. Yeah. Uh, there, it's a scene of, of him going through the house, doing weird stuff. He, like, he finds a mirror, and at first is scared as a reflection, but then he admires himself for a bit. Yeah. And, I don't know. It's really weird. He, he basically trashes the house, but he gathers up all of the shoes and boots he finds, mm -hmm. shines them to a pristine and shimmer. Jennifer Aniston has a lot of shoes because she's a girl. Yeah, but most of the shoes on the desk were boots. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But the family returns home, other than, of course, J.D. And, <laughs> Who has uh, just never seen again. And they see all of the, the pristine shoes on the table. and Apparently he did a better polishing job on these <laughs> than he did on any of the other shoes. Yeah. Uh, Nathan thinks that it might have been a bear. You know, all of them <laughs> cobbler bears. <laughs> Not just that, but like I could see a, a bear getting into the house to look for food or something like that. But then, how many bears are gonna like go and open neatly open up a cupboard, take out a box of cereal, open it, eat a few, and then spit them out and throw the thing? Like, <laughs> do they just have really finicky bears in New North Dakota, or <laughs> they got very picky bears? Um, Tori is like freaking out at this point, and she's like, "I we need to leave. I want to leave." So she walks outside and then immediately walks back in because, oh, she forgot that it's night. Apparently. Yeah, she forgot that night happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they end up cleaning the kitchen off screen and uh, they do a fake out bell sound. I'm just going to glaze over yeah, a lot of this BS. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very dumb. 
It's very dumb. Yeah. Uh, Ozzy is kind of wondering aloud if it's possible to even kill a leprechaun, and Alex describes in very visceral detail how he'd do it. Yeah. This kid's got problems. Alex, do you think you could kill a leprechaun? Ozzy, you can kill anything. You just gotta know how to do it. Now me, give me a 357 Magnum, press it to the little green critter's temple, and blam! Brains and guts and oozing cruddy stuff dripping all down its head. The guy's gone with the capital dead. Um, yeah. He's just gonna plug a hole in this leprechaun. <laughs> yep. Um... Nathan, like, the, the leprechaun ends up ambushing them, and they start running out. Uh, Nathan trips and falls into an open bear trap, knee first. Yeah. Which can't feel good. No, it fucks him up for the rest of the movie. Yeah, like, and then the leprechaun, the leprechaun, like, taunts at him and comes at him with a hatchet. He's <laughs> gonna cut his leg off. But Nathan fends him off pretty effectively. Uh-huh. Well, um, the, the, it's really funny because, like, the leprechaun is apparently invincible. Like, you can't kill him without the four-leaf clover. You can fuck him up <laughs> because they just go to town on this leprechaun for a bit. Like, well, yeah, because like, it, it, like Alex runs and gets a shotgun, uh-huh. um, and Ozzy goes to call the police for help, and the police don't believe him because oh, it's Ozzy's making up stories again. Fuck yeah. you, people. And um, but you know, Nathan ends up getting the shotgun, and this shotgun a has infinite ammo. Yeah, I was gonna note that it doesn't <laughs> run out of ammo until like the most dramatic moment at the end of the movie. Yep. Um, but he just shoots the shit out of the, <laughs> the leprechaun. He puts, like, four shotgun rounds directly into this dude. Yep. But then, of course, the leprechaun's not there. He's just gone yeah. when they go investigate. Um, and, and he's just like, yeah, okay, I obviously killed him because I put, like, four shotgun shells directly into the leprechaun. And his body's gone. And so his body's gone. <laughs> yeah, he despawned. He, <laughs> he vanished because otherwise the game would stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get too many leprechaun bodies. Yeah. Up <laughs> a lot of slowdown. Bunch of noclip. Um, they go inside, uh, Tori goes to call the police, but the phone doesn't work. The line is dead, although we find out later when she rips off the wall, there's, it's not connected to nothing. No. <laughs> um, they stop the bleeding on Nathan's leg off screen, and then eventually head to the truck, but, oh, yep, truck won't start. Yep. Uh, Alex goes to fix it, but, oh, the leprechaun's under the hood eating the tubes. <laughs> Can't wiggle them tubes, tubes now. <laughs> They're full of leprechaun. Yeah. Um, the leprechaun... Breaks into the wind, like through the windshield, and bites off Ozzy's ear, or at least bites Ozzy's uh-huh. ear. Uh, Ozzy is now convinced his ear is going to be turned into a boot. Um, Tori burns the leprechaun's nose with a cigarette lighter, and this—I mean, this stops the leprechaun cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like out- I said, you, you can momentarily stop the leprechaun. You can beat him up. Mm-hmm. You can shoot him. He'll fall down. You can't kill him with all the four-leaf clover. You can fuck him up. Yep. Um, so. Uh, the leprechaun retreats back to the uh, to the barn where you hear a lot of like machinery going all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and he comes out with a souped up little car. Yeah, yeah, with a pitchfork on the front of it. Yep. Um, and he he rams into the truck, which absolutely flips the shit out of the Just truck. Just rolls it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this leprechaun is dynamite. <laughs> yep. The uh, the. the our heroes run back into the door with the leprechaun chasing after them. They, they shut the door on the leprechaun's hand. It severs it. Mm-hmm. The hand climbs up, opens the door so that the leprechaun re- can retrieve it. Kind and of then he good, just runs off. Kind of a cute scene. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, the police are radioing at the dead cop to check up on the kids because of the you know all of the calls that they've been uh-huh. getting. But the leprechaun is now suddenly there and impersonating the cops. Right. Like, no, no, it's all cool. Um... 
I'll go, but if you don't hear from me, don't send yeah. backup. <laughs> yeah, I have the note that at this point, Tori is still adamant that it is not actually a leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> then what is it? <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Ozzy does kind of spill the beans about the gold, and Tori is like, immediately flips. She's like, oh, well, if we just give this guy his gold, he'll leave us alone. <laughs> He's not a leprechaun, but we did steal his money. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, she goes out to the well, and uh, retrieves the gold and uh, gives it back to the leprechaun. And that's when he gives his line, like, oh, my magic is stronger now, or whatever. And he gives her a smooch on the cheek and runs off. Yeah. Um, and again, I thought it was going to be, like, one of those supernatural links where he's going to open up the bag of gold and immediately could tell that they're not, they're not all there. No, he has to count it piece by piece. That, and I think counting it out like that, does make him very horny. <laughs> I mean, if I sold my soul for magic gold and was like without it for 10 years and yeah. then got it back. I'd probably save for the moment too. Well, like he is like when he gets the gold from Jennifer Aniston, he's just like, Oh, it smells like me gold. It sounds like me gold. It tastes like me gold. And then he's just like, I'm going to count it out one at a time. while having a giant leprechaun erection. And, but then, but it's, you know, it's, it's ruined. He gets cock blocked as yeah, he's, he's, he's missing, got blue balls from yeah, this. He's missing a gold piece. Yep, because um, Ozzy ate that one piece at the beginning of the movie, and he hasn't had a bowel movement since then. I mean, to be fair, only a few hours have passed, so... Yeah. But I don't know, it went from day to night all of a sudden. That's so. true. <laughs> they had to drive to New Mexico. <laughs> it could be in any number of rest stops between there and here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the leprechaun attacks them from inside the fridge, um, and then... Burns his hand on the stove in a very slapsticky way. Yeah, uh, and then he plays Scooby Doo cupboards as they try to like shoot him. It gets very silly. Yeah, like every time they open the even for a movie called Leprechaun with a killer leprechaun, it gets very silly. Yeah, and and like na- like they're opening up the the, cap- the cupboards with Nathan pointing the shotgun, and every time they uh-huh. do, he shoves that shotgun all the all way, the way in there. <laughs> it's like he's not trying to shoot the leprechaun. He's gonna poke, he's him. Gonna poke him. Yeah, uh, but the leprechaun <laughs> opens up a cupboard and grabs Nathan's dick. Yep. It doesn't amount to anything other than a cop of feel, I guess. Yeah. I mean... Well, he can't get off right now because he doesn't have all of his gold. He's going to make sure nobody else does. <laughs> but, I mean, Nathan is not really hindered by it, too. No, he's not. Although, I, I just had to note that, like, at the beginning of the movie, I always thought that the movie was setting up Jennifer Aniston to be the eye candy. But, like, no. very quickly flips. No, yeah, it's no, Nathan. This, Nathan. this is a movie is with male eye candy, which I had to appreciate. <laughs> like, it, the movie's not great, but no, it's kind of great. <laughs> Yeah, and Nathan's jeans are awful tight. They are. <laughs> um, but, uh, I can anyway. see that man smuggling all of them plums. <laughs> um, the leprechaun makes a Santa joke, descends the chimney. Um, they end up shooting him again. <laughs> and now Nathan is super sure he killed it. Well, the, he shoots the leprechaun. leprechaun falls over, looks dead. And it's like, okay, I have obviously killed the supernatural creature. And then they go and start poking at him, and he pops back up. Yeah, he pops up. And then runs away. And then he runs just, away. He just kind of scurries and, away. And rides a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've yet to see Nathan reload the shotgun. It yeah. is an infinite shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the, the shotgun from Doom where you do have a limited amount of ammo, but you don't have to reload it. Yeah. Um, and then the leprechaun, like, starts taunting them by calling the phone on the house Mm-hmm. And Aniston rips it off and throws it on the floor, and then it rings again. So she answers it again because I don't know yeah. what she was expecting. <laughs> and a little it's the real one this time. And a little hand comes out <laughs> of the receiver. <laughs> a leprechaun hand comes out, like strokes her cheek. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he gives her like a need a hand joke. 
Um, and that was that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing comes of that. Yeah. And then Ozzy suddenly puts together why the leprechaun hasn't left. It's because of the gold coin in his tummy. Yep. Um, and uh, and was I think he gives straight up. Somebody gives the line. I'll have to put it in there. Somebody gives the line of straight the word for word. That thing is a leprechaun, and we've got to find a way to stop it. Yeah, it's it's Tori who says that, I believe. I think so. That thing is a leprechaun, and we've got to find a way to stop it. Um, she finally admits that it's a leprechaun, and that it needs to die. Yep. Uh, we learned that that at this point that Dan Dan O'Grady from the beginning of the movie, who had a stroke, uh, is still alive and lives yeah. at a rest home. Which shocked the hell out of me. I figured he just died. Yeah. Um. And Tori says that like you know they, they need to go and and see him because he clearly knows how to stop the leprechaun. Well, I I guess you told Ozzy when Ozzy was little like different stories about you know leprechauns and spirits and fairies and stuff like that. Sure, sure, I'll buy it. Um, so I mean, it does like it sound it makes sense because like the leprechaun was stopped at yeah. least like he was in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. So, uh, if anybody knows this, this old man does. Yep. Uh, they uh, they end up heading to the to JD's jeep, and the leprechaun ambushes them, but they distract him by throwing shoes Throw- into the dirt, uh-huh. and he's just super compelled to shine them. Yeah, it's it's like some of the vampire legends has it where they have to count rice if you throw it in front of them, and it's kind of like that, but much stupider. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Tori ends up leaving while the rest run back into the house. I don't know why they all didn't just go, but... Uh, and Leprechaun magics himself onto the back of the Jeep while wearing skates. Yeah. And then she turns and he just... He, he, he's gone. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he skates through a fence, and leaving a Leprechaun shape. It, yeah, the scene are, is pointless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In this movie? Um, Tori sneaks into the rest home where the security guard is asleep. Uh, Tori sneaks into the rest home, uh, the rest home because the security guard is asleep. Finds Dan in a wheelchair, and nope, psych, it's the leprechaun in a wig. <laughs> um, and then he chases after in a wheelchair. And this scene goes on for like two, forever. Yeah, it goes on forever. Ever. There's no reason for it. <laughs> and they overcrank that leprechaun like nobody's business. <laughs> like that film is so sped up to make it look like he's going fast. One of the goofs that IMDb listed was that in uh, most of the scenes where he's where it shows his hands uh-huh. and it's sped up, one of them it's not. Oh no. <laughs> That's the goof. One of his hands is yeah, it? the other one is. It's it's a normal sped up or it's a normal shot. Oh gosh. Anyway, um well perfect movie otherwise. <laughs> flawless. <laughs> uh Tori hides in the elevator where she finds Dan from hang, dangling, dangling yeah. from the roof of the elevator. It's Hasn't weird. aged a day in ten years after a stroke. Yeah. Um, he's still alive, too, I guess. Barely. Uh, you, you, well, you know what? He's hanging in there. He, <laughs> he is hanging in there. Uh, <laughs> See, that's what you usually do to me. And I know. I got you this time, and yeah. you're not giving me any credit for it. <laughs> um, he Give tells... goddamn flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to continue on, Chris. He tells, he tells Tori that uh, the way to stop it is with a four-leaf clover plucked from the... Freshly plucked from the clover patch by the well. Yeah, I don't know why it has to be freshly plucked. That last one lasted ten years. <laughs> and when did he pluck that one? Like, he I just know, added right? on it. Yeah, he did. I, I didn't see the scene of him going out and looking no. for it. <laughs> he was busy being leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Tori has to find this four-leaf clover. She goes searching for it. They have, like, green light illuminating the... Those clover are radioactive. Well, no, because the light is coming from above. 
I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Those clover are being abducted by aliens. (laughs) The leprechaun ambushes her. There's another pointless chase scene. She ends up finding the cop car and shoves the police baton into the leprechaun's eye. He rips the door off. Yeah. He's he's a strong boy. The eye from the the cop corpse. Yep. And puts it back in. Yeah. So apparently that's a thing he can do is like replace body parts with other people's body parts. So I don't know why he doesn't just give himself like some crazy long arms or something like that. Yeah, we, we have a just lot of... Just steal the arms from some big beefy dude and go to town. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we have a lot of, like, random flop... Uh, like, the Leprechaun has got as much ADD as I do, uh, as he just jumps around from place He's to place. He's all over the place. Yeah, like, Nathan is suddenly there, because they heard Tori's screams. We find Alex playing with the bear trap. And, like, there's yeah, an exciting... Alex is, like, like, luring the... Leprechaun into the barn so he can kill him to prove that he's not afraid, which is apparently a through line in this movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Uh, we have a very exciting uh, searching for a four-leaf clover scene. Yeah, where Ozzy convinces Jennifer Aniston to believe. Yeah. Not in anything in particular, just, just to believe. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta believe, as yeah. Parappa the Rappa said. Yep. Um, the Leprechaun ambushes Alex... Who tries to shove his head into the bear trap. Yeah. Ozzy saves kind of, him. That'd be kind of a gruesome way to go for that kid. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the the leprechaun uses his belt buckle to slash up Ozzy's face. Yeah, just like starts um, whipping him with it. It's But Alex Alex shows up with the four-leaf clover that they found. And he wads up his gum in the clover and slingshots it into... The slingshot that has not been seen since like the first scene that Alex was in at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Uh, he slingshots it into the leprechaun's throat with delivering the fuck you, Lucky Charms line. Yep. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. Uh, the leprechaun melts in a very gooey fashion that uh, that is reminiscent of, well, a lot of our other holiday movies. Yeah, like it, it very much reminds me of Stripe melting in mm-hmm. Ingram Um Especially when he pops back up. He falls down the well, but he's alive. Kind of. So Nathan goes up and just hits him with the back of the shotgun. <laughs> and then pours an entire can of gasoline down just the well. fucking ruins the water in that area. Yep. And explodes the shit out of it. Yeah, because that's what gasoline does. It explodes. Yep. And then suddenly it's day. And then the police arrive. Way too late. And then the leprechaun gives one last, like, incantation thing. I'll not rest till I have me go. Curse this well that me soul shall dwell. Till I find me magic. And then the credits. Yeah. And then we have seven more sequels. <laughs> yep. Where he goes to the hood, and then to space, then back to the hood. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of everywhere. We're, we'll cover those in due time. So <laughs> Are we going to be doing this podcast for eight years? <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was the, the, uh, the Leprechaun. I kind of shotgunned the last portion of it because at this point that's how i kind of felt during the movie and taking the notes yeah. i was just like i don't care anymore yeah like i said when, when it's good the movie's fun but it just drags so much mm-hmm. and i think honestly I think it would have been better if they hadn't taken warwick davis's advice and just, i agree and made a more like serious they could still have the humorous aspect in there like they're, they're real uh like booklet for this movie needed to be nightmare on elm street yeah where there's funny bits into it, but Freddy's scary. Yeah, and he he's not fully goofy yet. And or they had they should have gone, they they should have done it initially as a comedy. Like I hate to invoke this, but 
like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Thanksgiving used this movie as a source oh, of inspiration. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. But it does it better because it is more of a, you know, they know what they're doing. They, they know exactly Whereas what they're doing. This, this one's, one's got, like, that AD, ADD feeling. Well, it's got one foot in both areas, and it's constantly, like, trying to find its footing. Yeah. So it, it made it sporadic for me to watch, and I like, I like you, I lost a lot of interest, especially uh-huh. in the third act. But yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, that was uh, that was Leprechaun. Yep. Um, we're gonna go ahead and jump on over to the crunch now. Yep. So, uh, welcome back to Creature Crunch. Um, we're gonna crunch up this little guy now. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw Warwick Davis in a vice and uh... oh, don't do that to Warwick <laughs> Davis. He's a really nice guy. Uh, so I was in charge of this one, as I am with most of the holiday episodes. Yep, and I'm lazy. And I've got to fully admit, 100. percent I have enjoyed a lot of doing these. Like every now and then, taking the notes and doing the research can uh-huh. feel like work. Um, and but I do generally enjoy doing the crunch uh-huh. and watching the movie initially. This one, this one was a chore. <laughs> this one was a chore every step of the way, including crunch. So oh, really? I do apologize wow. if that comes through here. But that's a bummer. Uh, but I did I did crunch him up. Yeah. And I've got what I call the Greenland. Um, if you've got <laughs> a better a name, <laughs> if you've got a better name suggestion, I'm all ears. I get. No. I originally had Gold Hoarder, but that just is like kind of. <laughs> Bland and boring that, that's to me. Bland and could, like considering it's a little guy with a big nose, that could be bad. Yeah. So this is just the Greenland. Yeah, that's um, better. So he's a small humanoid, a goblinoid, which is a, another through line that we have with, uh, with holiday episodes. We get a lot of goblins. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like goblin is such. I mean, when you think of the D and D goblin, it's a very specific creature. Mm-hmm. Goblin as a term is like any sort of weird monster, right? And I, it just it just seems to fit. So he's a goblinoid. He is lawful evil. That, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. He follows a lot of rules. Um, he's got an armor class of 11. He is easy to hit. Well, like I said, he gets the shit kicked out of him a lot, yep. but it just doesn't take. And he's only got uh, an average of 61 hit points. That's 10d10 plus 6. Mm-hmm. And a speed of 30 feet. Um, his most interesting... St- Attribute is strength. I gave him a 16 because yeah. he does rip off a door. And he flips a car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes nuts. And I gave him higher charisma only because uh, of spellcasting purposes. Okay. Other than that, like, he's pretty standard. A 12 in both dex and con mm-hmm. and 10 in intelligence and wisdom. Okay. Uh, his only skill is deception. And he's got a passive perception of 10. He speaks goblin and common. And he's a challenge rating of four. Okay. I didn't give him any uh, damage vulnerabilities or anything because, again... He doesn't have any. Yeah, and we see him get taken out right. quite easily with shotguns and stuff. Um, But his traits now are the... There's a lot of words here. There's a lot of traits he's yeah, got. Yeah. And this is where he starts to shine. First and foremost, I have what I called fantastical appearance. Okay. The very nature of the Greenland's existence betrays its own legitimacy. Whenever a creature that has seen the Greenland firsthand tells another about it, they must make a DC 20 persuasion check. On a failure, the recipient of whatever tale is being told about the Greenland doesn't believe the the tale, uh, regardless of any logic or physical evidence that is presented. <laughs> a creature who witnesses the Green Goblin, uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> the Green Goblin. 
you know, I'm something of a leprechaun myself. <laughs> a creature who a creature who witnesses the Greenland directly is immune to the disbelief caused by this trait. Okay. Um, I thought that would be no. That's a fun very thematically appropriate. <laughs> Um, then I gave him the Undying Legend ability. The Greenland doesn't age and requires new f- no food, water, or sleep. I mean, he was in that crate for ten years. For ten years, and yeah. it didn't seem to bother him a whole heck of a lot. He was hungry. He ate that cricket when he came out. Yeah, but he doesn't need to eat. No, unless a bunch of crickets got in the box and yep. he was just like... Eaten one every year or something. <laughs> if the Greenland is reduced to zero hit points, it is rendered unconscious and considered incapacitated for 1d4 rounds before regaining all of its hit points and regaining consciousness. <laughs> Our boy is invincible. Yeah. Lost limbs are regrown and ongoing condi- conditions such as poison or fear are removed. When it revives in this way, the Greenland cannot perform any attacks or offensive spells until 1d6 hours have passed. Every single time we see him get taken out in the movie, he gets back up and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) I also gave him the gullible trait. Okay. Now, short of like just straight up saying that he's got like a weakness to shoes or whatever, Uh I I decided this would be a better way of of representing that. Uh, Basically, the Greenland has disadvantage on any checks made to discern lies or motives of other creatures, and any attempt to deceive or distract the Greenland is made at advantage. (laughs) Okay. You can you can successfully defuse this guy with the old got your nose trick. Yeah. Um I gave him the Oh, give me me nose back. <laughs> I did give him the bob the bog standard mimicry ability okay. because he mimics things. Yeah, yeah. Um so he's got that going for him. Yeah. I I don't need to explain that. And then I did give him some innate spellcasting. Okay. I almost made him just a, a standard spellcaster because I we don't don't see that too much in Creature Crunch and I thought that would be interesting. Uh-huh. But it doesn't make sense because that would restrict him to very specific schools of magic. Right. And he would have to use material components. So instead, I, I, gave I him, like I like this better. Yeah, I gave him innate spellcasting uh, with the spellcasting ability being charisma. The modifier is only a plus two. So he's not super strong. Um, and he can cast at will Mage Hand. Invisibility on himself only. Okay. And Ray of Sickness. Okay. Now, the Ray of Sickness I gave him just because, like I said, I kind of felt like maybe Because he gave Mr. O'Grady a stroke. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And besides, it just, it felt thematically appropriate. And then uh, three times a day, he can cast Bane. Same thing. And Misty Step. Right. We see him doing that all the time. And then once a day, he can either cast Bestow Curse. Same Uh thing. Or Blink. Okay. Um, and then his actions, I gave him multi-attack. Now, this one I, I took a liberty on because he has the ability to take make one bite attack and one claw attack. Mm-hmm. But if both attacks hit the same target, the target is knocked prone. Okay. Um, his claw and bite are both plus five to hit. Right. And an average of seven piercing or slashing damage. 1d6 plus three. Okay. Then I gave him the pogo of death. Oh, goodness. He whips out a pogo stick. And he can make a melee attack against one target, dealing an average, uh, dealing six d six plus three Jeebus. piercing damage. But he can only attack a prone target with this attack. Okay. And then uh, I used, I, I just went ahead and put in uh, the ray of sickness as an action to kind of help out okay. the DM because I found that very useful. Yeah. No. And no, then, that is. And then finally, I gave him one reaction called Invisible Escape. When the Greenland recovers from his Undying Legend trait, it can cast invisibility on itself. Okay. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I know you said you had a hard time doing this, but I think you did a really good job with it. Like, well, he I looks a lot that. of fun. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, it was not... I didn't have fun with it, but I I am happy with what I came up with. Yeah. And the idea, like, I don't know how 
good of a creature he is going to be because um, you may notice that he is invincible. Yeah, you yeah. can like the players cannot kill him. No, no. Well, I mean, they he like he specific like supposedly dies at the end of this movie, but he's got seven sequels. Well, he so has that the, obviously didn't take. He also has the end line. Right. He does not die in this movie. Right. Even with. In the face of the, clo- in the face of the four-leaf clover, in his goddamn throat. Yeah, like I imagine that puts him down for a bit, right? He doesn't, you know, we don't see him anymore. But so I envision this guy as being a uh, a the world's most annoying antagonist. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Like I mean, the first time he appears against the party, he might cause them problems, being a challenge rating four. And he doesn't do a huge amount of damage. He's not meant to. Unless but he gets he, you with that pogo stick. Yeah, but he is persistent. Yeah. But then eventually the party starts out-leveling him. And then he's just a nuisance. <laughs> right. He'll just show up when they're fighting other things. And like, I'm going to bite their ankles. Yeah, and, and, then, and then they're just be like, oh, God damn it, there's that Greenland again. I mean, bestow curse. Somebody throw a shoe. Yeah. Bestow curse could be a problem. Right. Like, that could be nasty for somebody. But... Um, yeah, like I said, I didn't I didn't include anything with the four leaf clover. Um, I also thought about maybe doing like a cursed magic item in the form of the gold, or incorporating right. that in some way. That's but something just, where like I just that would be DM's fluff. Yeah, exactly, that and wouldn't... that's that's kind of where I think most of his stuff comes from. Uh-huh. So if we ever do put this in a book, like that's when we're gonna have to include that right. kind of thing. But as far as the stat block itself, I just felt it was a little too much. No, I, I don't blame you there. I think you, you struck a really good balance there. So, um, so yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's my Greenland, my little my little leprechaun, my Warwick Davis. Yep. Um, now we get to make it seven more times. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year. Yeah. Sometimes he'll be in the hood. Sometimes he'll be in space. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Creature Crunch. I... Hope everybody has a safe and fun, happy uh, St. Patty's Day. If that's a thing you're doing, like, it, yep. you know. Just please be safe. That's, yeah, don't, I think that's the don't, thing. This is going to sound awful preachy. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> if you do drink, make sure you have a way home or you are at home or a safe place. Uh, don't overdo it. Don't. We don't want to see you in the hospital. We don't want to see you with right. cirrhosis of the liver. We don't want you to, <laughs> to be injured in any way. But if you are going to enjoy yourself, please do enjoy yourself in a safe way. Yeah, and do it do so responsibly. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you can also check us out on Patreon. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash Creature Crunch. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Twitter at Creature Crunch. Or shoot us an email, creaturecrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us suggestions or recommendations. We love to, to do those, or, especially with some yeah. of the ones that are not necessarily on our on our dartboard. Um, <laughs> Which is expanding all the time. Our dartboard is very large at the moment. It's at least one wall of our, of our recording <laughs> studio here. But uh, but we do we do really appreciate that. Uh, anything to add, Chris? Uh No. And uh, if you want to shout at us in like, directly, you can. So, uh, Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the library C. That's C E E. And you can yell at me on Twitter, Danny underscore Hamsteak. Um, yep. Oh, and but if you want to find any of our stat blocks, they are available on D and D Beyond under Matt's username, which is the underscore best underscore disguise. I promise I will update those. At least once a month. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it's very useful for just having them there. Like, we we always put the stat blocks on our Twitter and uh, on our Patreon. But having them on D&D Beyond like that so you can use them in the Encounter Builder and stuff mm-hmm. like that is very helpful as well. It is. Um, 
Except for one notable exception <laughs> being the cooked hell turkey from our Thanksgiving episode. Which is way too similar to the Unseen Servant. Yeah, they won't let me publish that one, so... Uh, That's hilarious. That will never <laughs> stop being amusing. So with that, uh, farewell, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye.